Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Beating Out Stacks podcast. Yes. <sighs> this week, we have I'll Be Gone in the Dark, mm-hmm. One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer by Michelle McNamara, with an introduction by uh, Gillian Flynn, and an afterward by Patton Oswalt, her, which is her husband. <clears throat> Gillian Flynn is uh, the Gone one girl. who wrote Gone Girl, mm-hmm. Sharp Objects, and this probably won't be terribly long. I will probably go over not the case itself, but like the book portion I figured first. So this book is a six or seven episode HBO Max series documentary, which I had mm-hmm. watched a couple of times, I think I've actually watched it. Yeah, it's and really I haven't good. watched any of it. Mm. I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Let's see what else I've got. Well, we also should note as well that Michelle passed in 2016, mm-hmm. and she did not finish this book before she passed. Yeah, she was a screenwriter and a journalist. This was her first book. She had finished parts of it, and then um, her husband, after she passed had requested hmm. okay her husband had requested we're to, sorry we don't know i don't even know what that was we don't know what even... that was it maybe it was the neighbor I... is it my phone no it sounded yeah, like someone know. was drilling Real, something yeah. in the hole or not, drilling something in a hole <laughs> sound like someone was drilling something into a wall okay well we don't know what no. that was and if it happens again anyway. uh, just ignore it her husband requested her assistance to finish writing it through all her drafts and uh, yeah. notes and stuff. So the book itself can feel a little disjointed because of that because it's not her actual, what she would mm-hmm. want her finished copy to actually be. There there are, um, when you start those chapters, there's editor notes saying that like mm-hmm. this chapter was made through her notes put together. Yeah, and, yeah it's yeah. noted which part she didn't write herself. I don't know what that is. Hold on. It's no, it's drilling. It's drilling. Yeah, must be the neighbors drilling something. That's so strange. Okay, well. All right. You're just gifted with that noise throughout this episode. <laughs> That's so weird. And this oh, is this is a house, ladies and gentlemen. This yeah, is like not an apartment against my wall. No, we have separate walls. That's very strange. Ugh. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Yeah. Bear with us. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to mention about her. She was the founder of the blog called True Crime Diary. And it was just, the way she researched was very intense and she's very detailed. And she looked at the evidence and clues and then also described the methodologies of yeah. why they were even looking into them. Yeah. And the story is half about... The Golden State Killer and like half about her journey to finding him. To figuring out who he was. Yeah. yeah. She and passed before the killer was arrested. Yeah. So like we said, she passed in 2016. This book came out in 2018. And then the Golden State Killer was found in 2020 uh-huh. through um, Ancestry. Dot DNA. Com. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. But, but we'll we'll yeah. get into that. I have notes of yeah after they found him mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So I rated this a five. When I initially read it, mm-hmm. I watched a documentary first, and then when I read it, I was also listening to the audio as I was flipping through the book. Oh, okay. Which I think helps with how much information mm-hmm. and description there is. There's a lot. Yeah. I rated it a three. 
Mm-hmm. I personally did not like the writing <laughs> of this book. And I felt so bad because I was like, this is her only book. I figured it'd be even... lower because I know it took you longer than it, a book usually takes it you. It took me so long to get to the <laughs> point where I was like, I just have to get through this book. Mm. Yeah, I I liked some parts of it, but I felt there were some, like, there was mm. one chapter that was just a monologue of her yeah. and one of the detectives, mm-hmm. just them talking. Backing for it, yeah. I skipped that whole entire chapter. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're just, it's not needed for the book. Yeah. I didn't... She, it's definitely written like a journalist would write it. Yeah. Not like a writer. And there was, like, I kind of understood where they were coming at, but there was parts where they thought that these victims were, like, part of the Golden State Killer, mm-hmm. but they really weren't. Yeah. And I'm like, then, like, why put it in the book? I don't know. I just, yeah. I didn't no, like it. No, it. it's fair, because it's not even, because it's about, like, her trying to, her process yeah. of discovering everything. There was just a lot of people to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was very hard for me Yeah. to keep track of detectives and... And there's a lot of name drops, yeah. There's a lot. That's why I think listening to it made it a lot easier. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Like not, said, it's like, not all about the case, per se. I knew that you had rated mm-hmm. it a five. I just, like, I'm I'm not going to read this book again. Yeah. I, yeah, it took me way <laughs> too long. I appreciate it in the middle, um, kind of like Anne Rule does, where they'll put, like, oh, pictures. The photos, yeah, yeah, the photos. I liked that. That kind of gave it more of, um, I don't know, personal feel. Yeah, you get to put a face to the victims. Yeah. So I, I liked that. Um, and the maps and the, yeah, the sketch yeah, drawings. It just, yeah. I, I didn't like how it was written. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. I felt really bad. I was like, oh my gosh, like this person <sighs> deceased and like I'm rating this a three. Oh God. No. Yeah, it was bad, but. I would have made you watch the docu-series with me. Each episode's like an hour long, I think though. I probably would have liked that better. Yeah. But I don't have HBO Max anymore on my Hulu. I totally it forgot. It got to the point where I was like, is there any way I can watch a documentary? <laughs> like, because I, I don't want to finish this. <laughs> so I guess now we'll get into the actual case. Um, the Golden State Killer was a serial rapist starting, I guess, in 1976 in the Sacramento suburbs, he started off breaking into homes. Was where he started off doing. Yes, yeah, so he... What is going on? I'm leaving this all in so you guys can, like, be as perplexed can, as we you are. You can hear the, like, <laughs> duh, ha- duh, how duh. angry is, Mel is, is getting the longer that he's drilling. <laughs> Just yelling by the end. <laughs> I'm banging like, on the wall you, back. <laughs> you, you hear the banging on the wall. I like that. Mel gets too much drill though. out. <laughs> She's like, bring it on. It's one of the ways I can summon Taylor. If I just bring out the drill, the electric drill, and just go, bzz, bzz, and he's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yes, he panics. <laughs> he's like, she should not have that, be anywhere near that. Well, so the Golden State Killer was originally known as Ear, which is East yeah. Area Rapist. Yeah. Well, these were, because all these crimes happen in different areas. And at first, they couldn't make it, how do you say? They couldn't tell it was all the same guy. Until afterwards with DNA. Back in the 70s and 80s, they didn't have DNA. Mm -hmm. And even when they did have DNA, not every police department had the same type of DNA. So Mm -hmm. one area could have some sort of DNA that they were working on. And then another area wouldn't have that technology yet. Yeah, so 
they eventually linked all of these to be the same person. Yes. Um, but yeah, he was known as the East Area Rapist Ear and then also as the original Nice Dogger Ons. So they kind of linked yes. it so the Ear Ons. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Michelle herself is the one who deemed him as the Golden State Killer. As the killer. Golden State Killer. Yes. And so he started in 76 and after learning who he was, like his identity, mm-hmm. then they traced him back to mm-hmm. a couple of murders before they yeah. knew he was killing people mm-hmm. um because he started off as just breaking and entering yes yeah and then he eventually progressed yeah so he also liked to take personal things from people that didn't really have monetary, monetary value, value yeah. yeah but then he'd also they don't know if he'd accidentally leave because he'd He'd grab, like, certain things from one house and then leave it at another house. So they didn't know if he was doing that on accident and it was just falling out of his pockets Mm -hmm. or if he was doing that on purpose and trying to, like, throw off the police. They also couldn't figure out what he did for a living. And a long Mm -hmm. time they thought he was in construction work because a lot of times they would find cars parked near construction sites. Because you're not going to think anything of it when people are coming and going. Later they did find out that he was a police officer. Yep. And he was a police officer in 73 to 76. Yeah. So the first killing that they had pinned him to before finding out his identity was Brian and Katie Majory, is mm. how I'm going to pronounce that. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names, but so be it. That's me. Um, <laughs> they were walking their dog. He had shot Brian first. Katie tried to get away and then he ran her down and shot her. That was in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Then, December 30th, 1979, there was Deborah Manning and Robert Offerman. Mm -hmm. March 1980, there was Lyman and Charlene Smith. They were murdered in their home in Ventura. Um, August 1980, Keith and Patrice Harrington. They were also killed in their home in Southern California. I will pull up. I have it on my phone because there's a website that has all of them. February 5th, 1981, 28-year-old Manuela Whitham is mm-hmm. how I'm going to pronounce that. Um, she was bound, raped, and bludgeoned to death in Irving, California. And in 1981, Sherry Domingo and Gregory Sanchez were killed. They were also beaten and I believe um, Domingo was raped as well. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of people that he had killed that he had put the sheets over them, and people thought that yeah. maybe the killer knew, knew them. them. That's usually a purse, like purse. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of to like distance yourself personally. Yeah, and but in reality, he had done that because the first time he had killed someone, it got too messy. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is rough yeah there were no crimes from 1981 to or july 1981 until may 1986 in may 1986 18 year old janelle cruz was killed she was bound raped and bludgeoned to death and that was his last known crime and then the case went Went cold cold, yeah from 86 until 2018 um which is when let me pull up his Full name Joseph D'Angelo. 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 How old is... was he at when they found him? So in 2018, he was 74. God. Ugh. The, the 
The fucking mugshot they put of him. I don't have that in my book. Oh, well, there he is. Get oh, a good well, look. No, I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they they have this photo, like, uh, on this website. Oh, they have okay. It, they it's have so it bad. It's but just they didn't disgusting have disgusting old man. They didn't have that Joseph in my James D'Angelo. Yeah. Arrested April 25th in Citrus Heights, where he'd been living there for three decades. Yeah, so then we find out that he was a police officer in California from 73 to 76. And on September 11th, 1975, while as a police officer, mm-hmm. he shot and killed a professor, Claude Snelling, in front of his daughter in California. And then he kicked the daughter three times in the face. He's also done weird, th- like one time he went to rape. A person, and he, I'm pretty sure, punched one of their dogs in the face. Yeah. Like, it's just very he, random things. He, so he started off with, like, breaking entering and then moved to, like, beating and rape. And then he started attacking couples because, at that time, men were like, oh, well, I'll take care of my wife. Like, he won't get a rape her. So he started attacking couples but he would to do tie up the mm-hmm. husband. And put... Like plates, plates on, on their him. back, so he can hear if he was trying to get up, mm-hmm. and then he would rape the wife. Yes, God, it's so awful. So he was fired from being a police officer. Shocking for allegedly stealing a hammer and a can of dog repellent. That's yeah, it. That was it. Yeah, they always. It's always the stupidest thing that they're finally. Well, I mean, he wasn't caught, but like at least he was fired from the department. Yeah, so the reason that he became known as the Golden State Killer, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately found, was through uh, genealogy, DNA. Oh, yeah. Which Michelle had predicted. She's like, eventually it's going to come up. A distant cousin is going to, you know, put in their DNA mm-hmm. in one of those websites and it's going to pop up. And yeah. it, it did. Yeah, so they identified him. By tracing a family tree through his family members who voluntarily submitted their DNA yeah. to public genealogy databases. And mm-hmm. they narrowed the family tree search based on age, location, and other characteristics. Yeah. And then they serv- like <laughs> they watched him closely and then collected his DNA from a tissue left in the trash. Yeah. And he was arrested in April 2018. And then after he was taken into custody, he said to himself in an interview room, I did all those things. I destroyed all those lives. And since his arrest, over 150 suspects have been identified through genetic genealogy to this Hell day. Hell yeah. To this day. Isn't that wild? It's so crazy. So then on June 29th, 2020, he pleaded guilty to 13. 13- pleaded. Yep, pleaded. Pleaded. Pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty. <laughs> I'm still so full for my churros. We have so much Mexican I, food. Yeah, I'm hurting. Also, I took my churros home. I she at first was like, "No, I can't take them," and she said goodbye and I'm sorry to them. And then when offered a box, she was like, "No, yeah, yeah, give me the box." And then I whispered to them, "I'm taking you home." <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm so full. So full. Um, he was guilty to 13 counts of first-degree murder, and it required him to admit to multiple uncharged acts, which included rape, and because of that, he, the death penalty was taken off the table because he had... He probably had, he like, did a plea, a plea deal, deal. Yeah. yeah. So he's serving life without parole. Which he's already an old man, so he's definitely gonna die in prison. 
Yeah. Soonish. Yeah, on August 21st, 2020, he was sentenced to life. And they allowed survivors to come Mm -hmm. and talk to him. And at the very end, he was sitting in a wheelchair and he stood up and he said, I've listened to all your statements, each one of them, and I'm truly sorry to everyone I have hurt. Thank you. There's no way. He doesn't give a shit. No. And he's like someone's grandfather. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's so gross. Yeah, um, he was, I mean, he was married. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Yes, he had a spouse, Marie Huddle, from 73 to 2019. So, he was married so she, during... Yes. That's a while. And she died. Before it during the, Well, he was... Well, he was arrested. He was arrested in 2018, so yeah. she died, yeah. Before final sentencing, though. Yeah, this... God, and so, like, they can trace back to, like, where he was previously list, uh, living... Mm-hmm. So they can see, oh, okay, he was in Sacramento during all this time. He was in San Francisco at this yes. time. And he was in Los Angeles. And there's some kind of similar details listed by the victims who can describe him. Yeah. So there's only <laughs> one thing that I tabbed in this entire book. <laughs> and that was the description of him. And the description of him was he was white in his late teens or 20s, about 5'9", with a medium athletic build, always in some sort of mask, forced angry whisper, clenched jaw. When he got upset, his voice rose to a higher pitch, small penis. Small penis. Small penis. Small penis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact everyone now knows about him. Was about me so hard. I literally had to have a page. I mean, it's it's the funniest. I mean, thing. it is a description, and but I mean, what do you do? Do if that's like one of the few descriptions you have of a suspect as an officer? Like, what are you is that something you have to check? What are you gonna do? With that and then, like, I guess that's like it's objective. Yeah. So before he started killing, mm-hmm. he committed. 50 sexual assaults in Northern California before then moving south. Yeah. Where he killed 10 people. Yeah, I have actually, I don't know if these are the exact numbers, but the numbers I saw were there were 750 women who were sexually assaulted by him and 12 murders. Wow. It must have. I'm sure there's more, like now that DNA. Plus, since he was a cop, I'm sure girls who were sexually. Tell the police I got sexually assaulted by a police officer. Like, no, they're not gonna I, believe me. And so, if that came, could out, he get I'm, rid of evidence if they went in? No, I would think it had to be under the, oh. his jurisdiction. But That's I'm true. sure. I mean, he yeah. knows how it works. He knows what they're looking for, and so he knows how to yeah. hide better. And he did for. He did for a really years. long time. Yeah, he. He'd always get close to being captured. Like, at one yeah. point, there was a police officer that had... Was, he chased him down, right? He chased him down, and then he shot at the police officer and luckily shot, like, right at his mm-hmm. flashlight. But he never got caught. And he never also said why he stopped. Like, no, I he went think... from 86... I think it was 86. Yeah. And then nothing. Stopped. There was no- Completely. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, when he had kids possible or i mean just like i, I think that's what happened with the, was it the btk killer i believe so once he, he had, had a family yeah, he had a family he, he stopped. stopped yeah because i guess he clearly didn't care if he was married or not no but he would choose neighborhoods that he could easily 
run through. He knew the back paths. He knew whose fence to jump over, to cut through. And so he was always yeah. able to outrun And he also did, like, extremely well job of figuring out the layout of the houses. So he scoped them out. Yeah, so he would know, like, which bedroom to go to, mm-hmm. which one had the kids, and, yeah. like all this stuff he would leave he, things behind he'd hide his own weapons he in also their house would target houses that were for sale or when he knew right. someone was there mm-hmm. and a lot of times the realtors would say like i think maybe he went like, through took a tour yeah. yeah when they had an open house mm-hmm. i think he there was also i don't know if he was like a public figure or not but i know there was a guy who went on tv and was like i don't know how all those other guys can protect their wife i would never like let him attack me or blah 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 and of course that is the exact next victim he chose yeah so it, he was watching the news watching mm-hmm. what they were saying about him and if they were getting kind of on his tail he knew yeah to do something slightly random it's crazy that he got away for so long for so long yeah and, I mean, he couldn't, well, I guess back then, he DNA wasn't a thing, so we didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about that, per se. No, and I feel like I read somewhere that because of him, there's certain DNA laws now. Yeah, I think I when you do genealogy stuff and, like, uh, send in your DNA, it's, like, in the contract or something that, like, police can look through this and have this information if they find they need it, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So... I mean, I mean it, it's a national database. Right? Yeah, and anyone can look at it, and mm-hmm. anyone can submit it. Yeah. So it's fair game. Yeah, it's interesting, especially like technology these days. Yeah, it is very wild. So that's uh, I'll be gone in the dark. I highly recommend the docu series if you can pull it up on your Hulu through HBO Max. They do have it on Hulu Live as well. I I saw that there was. A- I think. If you have Hulu Light, you have access to HBO Max. Oh, I, don't I think know. that's a pairing. I don't remember. But anyway, this I is just, a dense book. And yeah, it's broken up like how, by. I didn't like how it was written. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't. I love true crime. And I mean, at the beginning, it has all the cast members. Well. Yeah, it's a bunch of names and the investigators. And yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. I just, yeah, it was too dry. I mean, I liked yeah. Anne Rule the way she mm-hmm. writes because it's like you. It's like she's telling a story while still making it real. Like, you don't yeah. forget that there was just a lot people. of information in this book that I just yeah. didn't think needed to be there. Yeah. And I was, I was really. It dumb. was a lot. Yeah, it took me way too long to finish this book. It was, it was going to be a hard that was pass. The one thing about nonfiction, it, it really relies heavily on the writer yeah. more so than a fiction book for me. And I I almost think that maybe it would have been better if she had been able to finish the book so they yeah. weren't trying to piece it together or something. And I even if her final drafts might not have ended up actually being her final drafts. Yeah. Like you don't know what she would have done last minute edits yeah. or what she would have done. I mean kudos to her for putting in this much like effort. She got so dedicated to this case that she forgot anniversaries. She forgot getting gifts and yeah. It consumed her. She could barely sleep. She had nightmares. Which, I mean, honestly, maybe because she was so determined, maybe that pushed people to continue to look for him. Yeah. I mean, like I said, kudos to her. I just didn't like how it was written because it was yeah. from like tr- like how she came to researching. Yeah. I just 
didn't really like how it was written, but yeah, not for everyone. It no. was very dense. I yeah, looking at it, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I didn't listen to it as well. Which is why I listened to it. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah I'll probably have to do that. <laughs> then maybe I maybe I can uh, come back and say, you know what, actually, it's not that bad. Not bad. Well, next week we are. Oh the. That just sounds like you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when am I not cold, honestly? The love. That's not the love. That's not, a love. That's not it. <laughs> I had been looking at your love hypothesis mm-hmm. before. I have now come bought in. three different yeah, love that's, hypotheses. That's what was on, on my brain. Yeah. The Lost Apothecary. Mm-hmm. Sarah Penner. Oh, couldn't tell you the author right now. I don't recall. But I'm very excited. Historical fiction, love it. I Which really is, liked it. Yeah, I'm. I'm on. I just am about to start chapter three. Like uh-huh, I just okay. finished chapter two, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll Very see. Exciting. But I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we probably will post uh some bonus episodes here and there. Sprinkle them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some content. We got some stuff. I think maybe. We could also talk about maybe some more books that we're excited that yeah. are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just bought... Well, we had another book day. Yeah, we did have another book day book today. Day. Yeah. We <laughs> drove down to Eugene and had Smith, a good time. Smith Family Book is Smith Family book. a great oh, one. So uh, good. We always go to Barnes & Noble because yeah. that's the closest one. And, of course, we had to stop at our favorite browser Brothers. bookstore. Yeah, we had, had to get a home stop. Yes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we just bought the third book to the Love Hypothesis. I don't know if it, I'd call it a series, it's but it's... not the third it's, book. It's, it's, it's not a novellas. Ser- oh, okay. Those are the novellas. I forget when the third but, one's actually coming out. But the, um, I think it's, I don't remember what it was called. Loathe, Loathe to, love. to Love. Something like I think that. It's I think it's three novellas. Yeah, it just came out, like, four days yeah. ago. So, so we, we got that one. Fresh. Fresh off the press. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so follow us on Instagram. We do have a TikTok. There's nothing on it right now, but you can follow us on TikTok. You know, someday we're going to end that <laughs> I with... I meant to do it today while we were shopping. I completely blanked out on that. I think one of our TikToks should be, like, the books that are coming this of month. the month, yeah. yeah. It would make sense. I think we should it start with that. Sense. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. <sighs> um... Like I said, someday we're going to say, you know what? Go check out our first TikTok. It's It'll bound come. to happen. It's going to happen. Maybe that year. will be our 2023 goal yeah. is to make a TikTok. <laughs> December 27th. Yeah. 2023, just, just our one. first TikTok. <laughs> just one. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> well, yeah. Go check us out. Maybe we got stacks mm-hmm. on whatever platform you're searching on. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.